Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sports Kings show here on a Tuesday, December 5th. I am your host, Mean Gene Sports Machine. Dustin Pfeiffer will be joining me here shortly. But hey, it is a Tuesday and we are going to be talking NBA, NFL, college football, you name it. You get it all today. All right. Because we have neglected you and missed out on some major opportunities to discuss this wild, wild college football playoffs here. Man, cannot wait to get into it. Dustin Pfeiffer should be joining me here in a little bit. Hope you had a great weekend. Of course, uh, if you are a Cincinnati Bengals fan, you had a great weekend because you had a big win last night on Monday Night Football. No one saw that coming. No one saw Jake Browning going into what was hostile territory in Jacksonville, Duval, and getting a victory. No one, no one, no one saw that, and except for uh, the fans of the Cincinnati Bengals. So, man, what an amazing win last night for the Cincinnati Bengals fans. But I tell you what, oh, my goodness. We are going to talk about that because it deserves all of the attention that uh, it has coming. But anyway, uh, without any further ado, I am going to bring on my partner in crime. He covers the Carolina Panthers for Valley Sports Southeast, and he also covers the Charlotte Hornets, which we will be talking about them also. Dustin Pfeiffer, what's up, Dustin? Mean Gene, what's going on, man? Another day, another day to talk about sports. And it's no matter where you turn, Gene, NFL, NBA, there's college football, there's always some storylines that need to be talked about. And I know we're, this is an NBA show today, but I'm not going to get on here on the air first thing without giving out a shout out to my Florida State Seminoles who absolutely got screwed by the college football playoff committee team. I have to do it for those boys. I was in there in person on Saturday night, and that team and that coaching staff to go 13-0 in a Power 5 conference deserve to be in, and I just feel bad for those kids. So I had to give them a shout-out as I came on the air. No, you it, well, it, look, it, perfect timing, because this is not only an NBA show. We, uh, we're all over the board today. I mean, we, we're going to jump all into the NBA but I just told the listeners before you came on, we're talking NBA, we're talking college football playoffs, oh, and it. we'll sneak it. in a little NFL because I had to also give a shout out to the Cincinnati Bengals fans for an ultimate victory Absolutely. last night that neither one of us saw coming. Absolutely. And how about that was another guy I wanted to give a shout out to, Gene, is because we have honestly sat here on this show and said, man, what are the Cincinnati Bengals doing to not have an established backup behind Joe Burrow, which was as great as he is, he has been banged up at times. And so we were saying, man, they kind of ruined their season and they may not get in the playoffs. But how you're right, shout out to Jake Browning. We didn't even know his name a few weeks ago, Gene. <laughs> yeah, we he did. went out there. I think he only had four incompletions, Gene, over 300 yards for a touchdown and then leads them on a game winning drive in overtime. You got to give props to him and for the Cincinnati Bengals, the whole team for not folding when their star quarterback goes down. Yeah, that was an amazing, amazing, amazing victory last night. And the fact that it came in overtime and, and just a, a Monday night thriller that we haven't really seen a Monday night game like that uh, just, yeah, props up. So we'll get a chance to talk about that a little bit later. But first, I mean, but first, you just brought it up for the first time in the college football playoff era, an undefeated Power 5 conference champion 
didn't make the four-team playoff field. Notice I said a Power 5 conference champion didn't make the 14 playoff field. And, and Dustin, you're right, man. And I know you love those Seminoles. And look, they're, they're not the Bobby Bowden Seminoles of the, of, of the 90s. But at the same time, this team did what they were supposed to do. And they got royally screwed. They, they did. And, and listen, I, I, and don't get me wrong. Al, Alabama's a great team. Texas is a great team. It, it's one of those years where the system is – I mean, the system was flawed from the beginning, Gene, because how do you have four teams, but you have five power five conferences? So at some point, <laughs> this was going to happen, and it just so happened yeah. to happen on the last year before they go to 12 teams. But, I'm, you know, Gene, I, it, I, I just want to make a couple of points. Number one is – you're basically telling Florida State that once their quarterback went down three weeks ago, there's no point in playing the games. Yeah, and yeah. I, I know it goes into ratings. I get all that and stuff like that. And it goes to who's playing the best football now. But winning on the field has to matter. And you just, and Gene, perfect example. We just talked about it. Look at the NFL last night. The mm-hmm. Bengals were a 10-point underdog. Nobody thought that Jake Browning, their backup quarterback, was going to go into a team who was considered one of the best in the AFC and went on the road. And what happens? Mm-hmm. They won the mm-hmm. game because you know why? They play the games. They play and the I'm game. not saying that Florida State wouldn't go into the playoffs and, and get dominated because they didn't have their number one quarterback. But when you go 13-0 and and you win all your games you, and you're in a Power 5 conference, you deserve to be one of those four playoff teams. So it, it's just unbelievable what happened. I, and And – you know, it goes back to well, Ohio State. They let they let them in three years ago with the with the with the third string quarterback. And people are going to say, oh, well, Cardell Jones went out there and they won fifty nine nothing. But you know what else, Gene? That Ohio State team had a loss on their record to a six and six Virginia Tech team. They were not undefeated like Florida State. So I could just go on and on, Gene. Florida, yeah. Florida State. Florida State's two and zero against the SEC. If we want to talk about SEC bias, ACC has a better record against the SEC this year. I could go on and on. There's just no way you leave a power five undefeated team. You, you don't. I mean, because, you know, look, we, we come up with these power fives. Uh, uh, yeah, and they, they do have egg on their face. The fact that, okay, look, power five, and look, you don't even include the team here that, that, that won their conference championship. They're just un- unreal. But, you know, we've seen this before. We saw it. Uh, with the BCS, we thought we were getting an upgrade here. And anytime you put a restriction on an amount, that's why the NC2A tournament has just been so uh, yep. flawless over the years. Because look, you got sixty-four teams or sixty-eight now, and you anyone has a chance to get in there. And I don't care at the end of the day when the dust settles, the champion is the champion. And why college football hasn't. <laughs> you know, got this thing right next year. I think, you know, there's an end to it. There, there will be an end to it. But look, the committee, it, it shouldn't come down to committees. There should just be something exactly. in place that prevents all of this human error. Exactly. You shouldn't have a committee deciding what happens on the field. You should be looking at results of the games. And you hit it right on the head, Gene, about the March Madness. Think about this, Gene. Think about the teams that go into March Madness as the favorite, the best teams. And a lot of times the best team does not win. And I know you're trying to get the best ratings and the best mm-hmm. matchup, but the best team, and, and, and it's any sport, NFL, wherever it may be, MLB this year. Look at my Braves who had the best record all along. They get knocked out in the first round. It happens in every sport. The it, best it team does not always win the championship. And if those guys go out there and earn it on the field, they deserve to have a chance. It doesn't matter if I'm playing quarterback for them, Gene. If we're winning the games, they deserve to have a chance to go out there and play for it. And it's just sad that the kids put in that work and it got taken away from them. You look at guys like 
Jared Burstein. He was a top 10 pick if he came out in the NFL draft last year as a defensive end. He came back to Florida State because he wanted to play for a championship. Just guys like that who, who came back to school to try to compete, and now they get it taken out of their hands by, like you said, a committee. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And look, next year, and, and, and we hope, you know, with 12 teams getting in next year, that this would have been resolved. But, hey, Dustin, what about James Madison, who who would have right. finished 13th and not got in? You know, so we still might hear a little, you know, uh, uh, feedback next year. But at least, you know, for the most part, 12 teams get in next year, and, and who knows what would happen. But the committee did not want to see a repeat of a Georgia and a TCU championship game. And I think they were they got they, they they were nervous about that. But look, if you're going to do this thing right, it you have to put Florida State and Georgia in there because that's yeah. one, two, three, four. And, and that's what's funny about it. You're, I mean, you're just you're just making points for me. There. This is why you're my co-host. Because listen, <laughs> so they talk about TCU, and I get all that. But do we forget that TCU beat a Michigan team that nobody thought TCU was going to beat uh -huh, to get uh -huh. to the national championship? And even yeah. with them getting some of these best teams in, Gene, there have been other blowouts for teams that got in easily in the playoffs. It's just some of these games, yeah. just, they turn out like that in college football. And the thing you just mentioned, my last point is on this, is this. You talk about Georgia. They were the number one team basically for the entire for season. the whole year. So you're going to tell me if, if you're talking four best teams that they're not one of the four best teams Hello? at the end of the year because they lost a field goal game to Alabama. That's Hello? why it just doesn't match up, Gene. They, they, they're picking <laughs> it for their narrative for what they want to see. And listen, we know it's about that ESPN. It's about money getting. It's about that money, man. But this is what I want. Come out and be transparent. If you're the committee. Be transparent about it. Don't give me these excuses about quarterbacks, this and that. If you want it because you want the teams who are going to give you the best matchups to match up on TV and ratings, just come out and tell me that. Just come I'd out and say it. That, then you making excuses for why. Yeah, just, just, just come out and say it. it. I, we already know. We get it. And, look, we're not stupid. We know if you put Alabama in, you didn't have no damn choice but to put Texas in. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we, yeah. I mean, we already knew that. So that's why it was so easy to kind of figure out what they were going to do. But anyway, look, you know, hey, uh, the games are going to be played uh, at the end of December. You got the Sugar Bowl uh, is going to feature. Uh, let and me they're good right. matchups. So, I, I can't argue it. They are good matchups. Yeah, they are good matchups. So you got you got uh, who you got Alabama and Michigan in the Sugar Bowl, right? Yeah, Alabama, Michigan, I believe it's in the Rose Bowl. In the Rose Bowl, I'm sorry. Yeah, That's Michigan, right. yeah. Rose Bowl. Yeah. Hello, duh. Yeah. Uh, so Alabama, Michigan in the Rose Bowl, and then the Sugar Bowl, you're going to have Texas and Washington, which, I, I mean, they are going to be great matchups. And then from there, we will know who's going to play in the national championship game January 8th. That's going to happen at NRG Stadium, which is about – 40 miles yeah. from uh, my doorstep. So and, that's going to be. We didn't even get into the fact that we didn't even bring up Michigan and how they've been involved in a cheating scandal. A scandal. So, I mean, this could go on and on and on yeah. to talk about, if you're going to talk about teams that deserve it, we're just going to throw in a team that, that, that cheated for half the season. And then we're just going to let them go on because they're catching yeah. us three games. So. And, and mind you now, this thing is getting a little bit political, you could say, or maybe it even is. legal as the state of Florida is considering uh, uh, lawsuits against the the NC2A. So this is, uh, I mean, it's not over yet, and, and, and we all know how lawsuits go, you know. So yeah. I, I don't know 
it, it, and my, and my, my last, committee. It, it could cost them. And, and politics, once it gets into that, Gene, it just gets crazy. Yeah, yeah. The fact that it has ugly. to get to that is unreal. And, you know, my last shout out, we're going to move on. But like you said, you got me on a soapbox. Gene. My last <laughs> shout out to Jordan Travis. Because, listen, this guy, he put his heart and soul into this 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 Florida State uh, football team. He almost quit football, became mm-hmm. one of the best mm-hmm. quarterbacks in the nation. I don't know if you saw his tweet, Gene. He said that he wished he would have broke his leg earlier so oh, the committee and the nation could see that this team is not a one-person team. And to I see know. a kid have to tweet that is just unbelievable. And listen, I know, the committee thinks he's that good, Gene. How come he's not a, a Heisman finalist in New York? It just it, Nothing makes sense to me, Gene. I, I know. It, it, it's really sad. It, it's sad. And uh, these are kids we're talking about, too. Like, yeah. they don't have emotions. But anyway, so we'll follow up on this in the weeks to come. And, and uh, probably on our next show, we'll get more into all of the bowl games here because that they're going to be coming up here in about the next 15 days as the bowl season gets going. And, and uh, we'll probably forget about some of this and get caught up in the holidays and watching some of these teams. But yeah, uh, we had to cover that uh, just to, to get things going. So let's get to the NBA because I think one of our listeners and followers last week was like, okay, really come on already. You guys are missing out on everything. You're missing out on this in season tournament. You're missing out on this, yeah. This the 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 East, the West, the 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 Clippers, the Josh Giddy thing, and and all of this stuff. So we're gonna you know quickly get into it here uh, before the season gets gets uh, too far on the way. But first, can we just start with the the NBA uh, in season tournament? I almost said yeah. play in tournament. Yeah, I'm getting the two confused there. But the in season tournament, which is catching on, Dustin, in a sense. Now, I look, of all the basketball courts. I cannot stand the Chicago Bulls. That all red <laughs> on my TV. I thought something was wrong with my contrast or something, but that is the worst court of all the courts when they go to this in-season uh, in-season tournament. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good thing they didn't advance past the, the group I play. Think, that, goodness. Is a, that is a brutal court to watch. And even, listen, I'm not even a huge fan of the Indiana Pacers court because it's like a light blue, which mm-hmm. is not even an Indiana Pacers color. If you're going to do blue, why don't you do the dark navy blue? But – I listen, you talked about the tournament. Everybody was on the fence. Why do this? What's the point of it? I got to tell you, Gene, I've been on board from the start, and I absolutely love the idea because, mm-hmm. as you know, we've covered the NBA for a long time, and it's one of our wheelhouses. A lot of fans do not really get into the NBA until it hits Christmas. That's like that's their, that is that's so like true. their marquee go-to date to have all the games on Christmas. Football's kind of winding down, and that's where they get to. But having this in-season tournament, just bring some life to the start of this regular season. And listen, we're already almost towards the end of it, but by the time they get to the end of it, you're going to be right there at Christmas. So they timed it perfectly. And, Gene, we're going to get into the games probably last night, but seeing the excitement of some of those Indiana Pacers players, that crowd, and just seeing the added life into these regular season games, I've seen the fans buy in. I've seen the players buy in, which is the biggest thing that the players buy in. And I think so far it's been a big success. I do too. I, I mean, it's, it's just like with anything near it, 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 it takes a while. Just like with the play-in tournament, I think we now, yeah. you know, I think we bitched and complained about it long enough. We didn't like it. We said, hey, look, if you didn't play well enough to get to, to make the top eight seeds, you don't deserve to to to, to play in, right? So yeah. we're over that now. We saw what the Miami Heat did. Now I think mm-hmm. they didn't put that argument to bed, right? Now yeah. we got Another thing in the NBA, look, I mean, you have to. You their ratings of all the the professional sports, look, NHL ratings, we know, uh, are are up there. 
uh, baseball yeah. and, and football, of course. Basketball has suffered. So they are trying to do something, Dustin, to get the ratings up. And, and like you said, folks don't tune in to normally right, right around the holidays. And so this is giving them more excitement. So I'm on board. Yeah, it's just evolving. You know, you see soccer do it where they have some some in-season tournaments in their regular season. You just got to keep evolving, keep finding ways to improve your sport. And I think this is one way to do it. And listen, we, we know $500,000 for players, you know, for players that make a ton of money that are the top guys on the team don't mean a lot. But, Gene, think about these guys who are rotation players, bench players, who are on yeah. one-year contracts, who are on two-way contracts going back and forth from yeah, the G yeah. to, the, to, the, to the regular team. This yeah. $500,000 means a lot. And the $500,000 is not just for the players, it's for the coaches too. So there's incentive there. Oh, big time. Also, one of the big things I like about it, Gene, you know, covering the NBA every year, you may have a surprise here or there, but you're normally looking at the same six to eight teams who are competing for a championship. So Mm -hmm. to have this in season tournament, it gives teams who maybe not, might not be a championship contender, it gives them the ability to maybe win a different style tournament and let at least bring some type of trophy home to your team. And we're seeing it here with the Indiana Pacers. Yeah. They might not be an NBA championship contender, but they're they're sitting here now in the semifinals two games away from a chance to bring an NBA Cup home to a small market team who hasn't got to celebrate that something like that in a long time. But you know what, though, Dustin? And I thought about this, too, last night. The same thing where you're going with this. The fact that, hey, you know, the Pacers and the Pelicans have already advanced, you know, to to the semifinals, which are going to be in Las Vegas. But you don't know what this might do. There's a lot of NBA season left. Right. This could turn their seasons around because this Halliburton kid is on fire. He's been on Tyrese Halliburton has been on fire since the beginning of the season. Triple double last night. And you don't think this is going to fire these guys up to continue on? They're just not going to lay dead after this this uh, uh, in, uh, in-season tournament is over. No, no, not at all. This is going to give them – I mean, even if they don't win it, just getting to this semifinal in Las Vegas, showing that they can compete with the top teams. Like you said, they knocked off the Celtics last night, which is oh, – we, know, we know one excited. of the top teams in the NBA, right? So to have that, to have that win under your belt, to know that you can do it, um, is going to give them momentum going forward. And listen, it's got them sitting 11-8 and eight now and in the sixth seed in the East. Hello? And they're only two games back of Thank the three you. seed. So. They've got a lot Thank of them, and you. you talked about Tyrese Halliburton, a star mm. in the making. Uh, he he won't oh win it, Gene, but I can guarantee you right now he's top ten in MVP voting with what he's doing with the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, it's just amazing. They were so excited, and, I, and and look, and we're starting to see with the players, man. These guys are pumped up, man. And look, they, they were happy to be. You don't get that in a regular season game. The, the Pacers beating the, the Celtics. You know, we'll just talk about it and say, oh, wow, uh, uh, Celtics had a bad night. No, the exactly. Pacers were excited, man. They, with, with every shot, every you saw those guys. I mean, you like to see that kind of excitement. And then we had the Pelicans uh, taking care of the Kings. We're talking about Kings, a playoff team there. Brandon Ingram, yeah. oh, man, he this guy, Dustin, he scores 30 points, eight rebounds, six assists last night. You don't even see it happening. He's so smooth with it. And then how about Herb Jones? Is this guy, this guy comes, and I, I, I was talking to someone last night. This is the type of guy that comes to work, you know, the one that, that brings his lunch pail. Look, he, <laughs> he, right. he clocks in, clocks out, he goes to lunch, he clocks back in, and he finishes his job. This is this is Herb Jones. Yeah, they got a couple of those guys. They got Herb Jones, they got Jose Alvarado, it's another guy like that. Yeah. And, and listen, Gene, this – and you're right. This is a, a big platform early in the season where 
this will maybe just be another regular season game that a lot of, not a lot of people tune into. But now that it's an in-season tournament game, you have more outside eyes looking at it, and they're going, man, you know what? This New Orleans Pelicans team, we've kind of said this for a couple of years, but if they can stay healthy, mm-hmm. they can make some noise in the West because you just talked mm-hmm. about it, Gene. They just beat a Sacramento Kings team who was a top echelon Western Conference team last year by double digits, and Zion Williamson was five for eight for ten points, and they won by double digits. So yeah. that just shows you the firepower they have with Zion, Brandon Ingram, C.J. McCollum, and then you throw in Herb Jones and guys like that, Trey Murphy. I mean, they, they've got a very good team when they are healthy, and it's going to be fun watching them going forward. And Brandon Ingram, I know you saw him play for the Lakers. His mm-hmm. game has been mm-hmm. smooth ever since he was at Duke. Man, he's just so when, he, when he's healthy – he just doesn't he not only does he score, he rebounds, he passes, he fills up the box score, and the Pelicans are gonna be fun to watch going forward. And 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 not only are they fun to watch, they are serious. Believe it or not, if I told you that they were above the Clippers, above the Golden State Warriors right yeah. now in the standings. Okay. So <laughs> they mean business. And this is what this end season tournament is doing. Now I'm I I'm 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 gonna tell you something else. One reason why it's in Vegas, and if I'm not mistaken, and I could be wrong about this, but look, it's going to be in Vegas. But look, they're not going to be taxed on this. I, I, they, they're going to get their five hundred thousand dollars. They're going to be well, you know, federal taxes, of course, but there's no state taxes in Vegas. And I think, yeah. I think that might be part of the reason for that too. But man, they are going to. So this is good. So tonight, I do believe uh, we 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 have the Knicks and the Bucks. Uh, yeah. that are going to play on TNT, and then you get the Suns and the Lakers, which, uh, you know, I mean, this might be the only excitement Laker fans have uh, this year. Oh, and come don't... on, Gene. Come on now. <laughs> look, 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 this is – look, and I'm a Laker fan. I'm so just not I'm, impressed. I'm higher on the Lakers than you are this year. Well, look, trust me. I don't – look, I don't even put them on my big TV anymore. You know, in my setup, I got wow. the two – 42 inches and the and and, and the big yeah. the 65 they have to really play good for me to put them on the big TV okay that's how okay. that's how uh, upset I am but we we're, we're going to talk about them in a little bit but anyway um they could you know take care of business the game is in LA tonight uh yeah. and the bucks and the Knicks. I tell you what this Knicks bucks game is going to be pretty good because I am all on the Knicks the Knicks yeah. is an exciting team to watch yeah, they're playing some good basketball. Jalen Brunson averaging almost 25 a game. They have really, you know, again, found their their chemistry with him and, and Randall's, you know, kind of got some better body language and playing better. And then you got role guys stepping up like Quentin Grimes and, you know, got R.J. Bear. They, they are playing really – this is going to be a great game because, to me, even though the Bucks are sitting 14-6, and six, I still don't really think they found their way yet, Gene, with the mm-hmm. with the Giannis and, and and Damian Lillard coming over and just getting that whole team chemistry together. I think they will. Obviously, they're fourteen and six. They're nine and one at home, so they're doing something right. But you can just tell there's some of these games that they've been too close in with some of these bad teams. I think as the year goes on, they're going to continue to get better. But that's why this tournament's perfect. Last night, you kind of got more of some underdog stories. You got the Pacers, and you got you know the Pelicans who haven't really proven anything yet. But tonight. Now you get to it, and you got some big dogs. You got the Suns with Kevin Durant. You got the Lakers, the Bucks, the Knicks, these big market teams. So tonight's going to be fun as well. And I know we'll get more into the Lakers, Gene, but I like them tonight. And I like them going forward. I like what they have as a roster. Uh, some of the same questions are going to be there like they were last year with Anthony Davis, and we'll talk about that. But I think they have more depth this year, which is going to help them. Yeah, it should be fun. I, you know, it's, it's, it's good basketball there and, and how the NBA has been able to manage the schedules and the TV time to 
to really, you know, because look, these are not extra games. A lot of people thinking like, wow, so they're going to end up playing 100 games. No, no. These are still part of the 82, you know, regular season games. And how how they fit this into this is really interesting, Dustin. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. And I think, I can't remember, I'll have to look up the double check, but it's either the championship and maybe even the semifinals. Those won't count since they're on neutral courts in Vegas. But all of these group games, all of these games that you saw last night and tonight, those all go towards a regular season standings. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, just a double yeah. incentive there to not yeah. only get your standings better, but to to move on in the tournament. To, to to move on. Yeah, so it's pretty interesting. Now, the one concern I did have with, you know, because uh, there's so much hoopla, now we would be talking, if we wasn't talking in-season tournament, we would probably be talking about voting for, you know, the vote for the All-Star because – they don't have a whole lot of time, Dustin, from, you know, once they play these championship games here to, you know, now we got to be shifting focus to, to all-star voting and, and, and picking up these. So will this, will, will this make it easier for the all-star voting? Or do you think, uh, had we not had the in-season tournament, uh, we would just have the regulars? So you think this is going to uh, affect the all-star voting? process see see, i mean i think it's going to affect it but i think it's going to affect it in a good way because Mm -hmm, i think mm -hmm, you're going to be getting like you said a lot more eyes early in the season probably mm -hmm. a lot more votes than you normally do and it just gives a it gives a bigger stage again to some of these guys who who maybe are not considered in the all-star race like halliburton's going to be an all-star because he's that good yeah but think about it He, he plays for the indiana pacers for him to get these national tv games that they're not on a lot is going to help in that voting process. So so I like it for the All-Stars. I think it's going to help. The one thing I really don't like that I'm looking at now, and I know they had to do it this way, but the semifinals are Thursday, and the final is on Saturday on ABC at 8.30. But for the semifinals, because it is in Vegas and because they're playing these games on the same court, the first semifinal is at 5 p.m. Eastern on a Thursday, which is 2 p.m. Vegas time. And the 5 p.m. Eastern got people getting off work, Trying yeah. to get home. That that's a tough time slot on a Thursday to have one of those semifinals for the end season tournament. It, it's even tough in Vegas with the traffic there. That's you know, right. we spent a year out in Vegas. I mean, Vegas is not the same Vegas now. There's traffic. They're still tearing down Formula One tracks there. You know, they so yep. it's 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 it reminds me of the 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 Black Friday NFL game we talked about. You know, so. Yeah, that part right there kind of shocks me that you, you you have to jam those games in there because one reason why, Dustin, is they still have to play the other regular season NBA games. That's right. And I'm going to put you on the spot right here, Gene, real quick. Who who do you like tonight, Lakers, Suns, Bucks, and Knicks? And out of these teams remaining, is there a team you like that could win this whole thing? Well, i tell you what, I, I, I like – I like the Knicks because, I, you know, I, I, this is just an incentive. I think the Knicks, you know, I, I think it's going to be good for the NBA to have a major market. Look, if you can get yeah. the Knicks and the Lakers both uh, oh, yeah. win tonight, boy, that's always good for the for the NBA and marketing. But, you know, the Suns, I tell you what, they're, they're not going to be an easy out for the Lakers. Um, uh, I, I, I think the Suns are going to take the Lakers tonight. And I, I think the Knicks are going to get the Bucks. That's just that's just you know from what I can, for what I can see, the Bucks. Like you said earlier, they haven't, you know, they've been hit or miss. You know, they they've been so far swept by the San Antonio Spurs, who have only won three games, right? So, yeah. uh, and and they they don't have all three of their big name guys on the court. They they haven't all season. I don't I don't think they're going to have 
uh, Bradley Bill uh, for this game tonight. But, you know, so it's been hit or miss with, with Booker and, and Durant. So, um, and, and, and they're going to, and, and the Lakers will probably, you know, the Lakers will probably give the Suns, uh, you know, trouble there because they do have big size now with Hayes and, 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 uh, they do. uh you know, the guy that, uh, Kristen Wood. So, so it's yeah. going to be interesting, but I, I would say, I would say the Knicks and the Suns, though. I think I think, uh, I think, they want that money in Phoenix. Well, you're going to like where I'm going right here, Gene, because I'm actually going to take – well, first I'm going to take the Bucks to win because I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to come down to the wire. That's how good the Knicks are playing. I just think this is one of those stages now where Giannis and Lillard can kind of get this meaningful game here, something important on a home crowd, and I, I, think, I think Lillard's going to have a big game, and I'm going to take the Bucks. I think, here we go, Gene, I think the Lakers are going to win this whole thing in the end-season tournament. I think they're going to make the finals. I think the Pacers have some magic going, and they're going to win their semifinals game, and it's going to be a Lakers-Pacers final. And I just think LeBron's going to be up for this. I think he's ready. You've seen they've been 4-0 in group play. Let's not forget that. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think the Lakers are going to be ready. They're going to. They're, this is going to be a chance, once you said, to build momentum for this team. And I think the Lakers are going to win the end-season tournament. Well, it might be the only thing the Lakers win this year, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> Look, oh, you know, and, and and they might have a hell of a fan base there because, you know, that's it's only a two-hour drive or two and a half. It depends on how fast you're going up in the State 15 to get to Vegas, you know. And, and, and Vegas already has a dominant Laker fan base anyway, you know. Gene, so, Gene listen, uh, I, I know that you are very down – about I'm just pissed, and right I love you're, my down, you're down about the you're down about the Steelers and what happened on Sunday. Oh it's God! Early do in do the you NBA have to mention season. that this don't, early in our show? Don't take it out on your <laughs> Los Angeles Lakers. You would have to mention the Steelers this early in our show, not to mention <laughs> the fact that you rumped me in Week 13 of fantasy That's football. Right. You know, I shared that on social media. I did not hide it. I, yeah. I I actually put up the score that you beat me by. We'll talk about that as when we get uh, and into what are, football. So you, you've got the Steelers struggling. You don't feel good about the Lakers. What are you going to do when Otani does not go to the Dodgers and he comes to the Braves? You're just not going to have anything look, look, going Dustin, for you right now. I am willing to go out there and make that damn deal work. <laughs> if I have to fly out there and go to Dodger Stadium, and I know that stadium inside out, I have been in the executive offices <laughs> out there. If I have to go make that deal work, damn it, I'm gonna have something to be excited about uh, in 2024. <laughs> okay. Besides We're turning 60, okay. That's right. But anyway, uh, you're right. Uh, it's it, you know, look, I, I do like it, and 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 the whole thing here, folks. Uh, if you're just tuning in here and. Uh, we're, we're streaming live, by the way, on Podbean, which is uh, something that's always fun. We love the live shows, but also you can catch the podcast on wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. But uh, we're talking in uh, in season tournament NBA, and and what do you think about it? Yeah, is is it a success? Do you like it? Do you you know if your team is not in it? Uh, I mean, do, do you like the courts? Do you like the? I do like the the Sacramento. King's Court. I, I like that blue. I like that that gray yeah. blue thing. That looked pretty good last night. But uh, as with any sports, you know, there's always news and and things that we need to talk about. And look, I had to really do my homework because I was getting text messages from from some of our listeners on uh, the Josh uh, uh, Giddy thing there, and yeah. I didn't know enough about this to to even 
we haven't really talked the NBA. This is our well, this is our second time actually, but this uh, is is all over the news here. And um, so, if you if you don't know what's going on with uh, Josh Giddy, so let's just kind of get you caught up here. So I, I guess the the NBA uh, uh, is is conducting an investigation. Also, the Newport Beach Police Department uh, in California. They are also uh, conducting an investigation looking into allegation that Giddy has been in a inappropriate relationship with a minor. So the allegation uh, stems from social media posts released in late November, which showed Giddy and an unidentified female. So in one clip, you can see him standing shirtless behind a woman. Uh, in another, he refers to her as my girl while talking with someone outside of a nightclub. So, um, so. But we don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's an investigation, Dustin. So I, I don't yeah. know. I, at the time, uh, Giddy was uh, Giddy is twenty one now. So he was nineteen at the time, and um, the, the this woman uh, reportedly was fifteen at the time. Okay, so uh, Giddy thought she was the same age as him, and uh, allegedly there was a one night stand. So I, I don't know, Dustin, uh, enough about this. One would think. You know, 19, uh, uh, we don't know. We don't know if she was 15. The, the investigation is right. taking place. So I think we almost have to kind of wait and see, right? And, and that's the biggest thing. You said it right there. And I think that's why you, you haven't seen more mainstream media talk about it, ESPN, places like that. I think that's why you have – that's what I think that's why you still see him playing on the court currently is because there's just not enough facts, not enough the – the investigation's not – out there enough to, you know far along enough and it's hard to comment on it when you don't have all the facts in front of you and, and you're right if something like this happened and and, and that did happen obviously that that is, is something that it's going to have to you know be discussed and there's going to have to be punishment and obviously that that's something that's just you know it, it, i mean you just can't do that i mean but again it's hard to comment on it because there's just there's just not much talk about the facts or evidence or the timeline of what's going on so you you hate to put yourself out there and yeah one side of the other because you just don't know well let me make it even more complicated is the fact that the minor in question here and her family allegedly are refusing to cooperate with newport beach police this will make it a moot point almost Exactly. And and that's the biggest thing. And you see, I've seen people on Twitter who are bashing you know, Malika Andrews and ESPN. Why are you not talking about this more? This this guy should not be playing for an NBA basketball team, be on the court. And you're right. If it's found to be true, if the people cooperate with the investigation and all the facts come out, you're right. He shouldn't be on the NBA floor and he should be, you know, the, the consequences should be dealt with. But when the, the party is not even co- cooperating with the investigation, like you just said, Gene, I mean, it makes it almost impossible to have an investigation. And so it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But you can't sit here and say the guy can't be on the court when we don't even have the full facts or yeah. anything to really charge him with. And that goes back to being innocent until proven guilty. If that investigation goes where it needs to and they get what they need to, then we can start the dominoes to fall to get him off the court, see what the – the punishment's going to be off the court in the NBA, in the court of law, whatever it may be. But you can't do that until you get the facts of an investigation. 
Yeah, this one, this one is a tough one because I, I, I and, and believe me, folks came at me the same way with like, okay, me and Jane, you're going to talk about this or what? And I'm like, okay, well, I, I, I need to know what's going yeah. on with this. And believe me, I had to search several sources before I could, uh, you know, I just stayed in Newport Beach a couple of weeks ago, you know, and and yeah. uh, didn't know anything about this. So I, I, I'm very familiar with, with the area and, and and you know, Josh Gitt is a young. Uh, he looks like a kid. <laughs> he looks, you know, yeah. And, and he's twenty one now. So two years ago, just imagine he looked even younger. So, I, so look, I we you know we just have to wait and see on this. But uh, and, and listen, but, he he's going to be in the spotlight more because you you talk about it and you talk about this Oklahoma City Thunder team. And for a while, we've been talking about them as a, a an upstart team, a team who has a couple of good players. But Gene, if you look at the standings right now. Oh, Oklahoma yeah, City that's Thunder where we was getting ready to go in the Western Conference. So <laughs> yeah, that is why this becomes an even bigger story. I know it doesn't it shouldn't matter where they are in the standings, but we're talking about a, a big a, a player who's a big time factor on a team who is second in the Western Conference. So whatever yeah. does happen with this is going to be like you said, the stuff's going to take place off the court with punishments, but it's going to be a huge repercussion to the Oklahoma City Thunder team on the court as well. Well, look, I want to kind of get into this. Uh, good segue because I was just about to get into that. You're right, man. We uh, we we're gonna hear more from this guy now. His numbers are, c- are kind of down, uh, compared to last year. And I guess you know th- this probably is a distraction there. We talk about a 21 year old having to deal with all of this and and people coming at him and stuff. So I can understand. But this Oklahoma City Thunder, look, I th- look with the the in season tournament is probably distracting people from just kind of, you know, really looking at what's going on here. But these standings are real. Let's just start with the West since you brought yeah. it up. Uh, it is not the Phoenix Suns. It is not the Dallas Mavericks. It is not the Golden State Warriors that are even in the top uh, three here. We're talking Minnesota Timberwolves are the number yeah. one seed right now. I mean, they are 15-4. and four. Who saw that coming? They they winners of four in a row, won eight of their last ten. The Oklahoma City Thunder, thirteen and six, uh, they're winners of uh, of eight of the last ten. But look, Josh Giddy's numbers are down, but I can tell you whose numbers are up and who's making one hell of a difference. Yeah, uh, 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 Shay uh, Alexander uh, is doing his thing, but how about Holmgren? Yeah. How about that guy that wasn't there last year basically playing his rookie season, right, Chet Holmgren? Yeah, yeah, he's up for rookie of the year because he did not play that first season with the foot injury, and he's came in right away and he's made an impact. And and that's why the, the Oklahoma City are one of those small market teams that have built their team the right way, Gene. And I know they went through, listen, they went through Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, even James Harden, Paul George. But now they, without stars, I mean, and don't get me wrong, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is a star. Let me put that out there. Oh, but they've built no their roster completely when you have Chet Holmgren. You've got a Lou Dort. You've Dort. got Josh Giddy that we yes. talked about. I mean, they've just got young players all over the place and still one of the youngest teams in the league, and they're already sitting second in the West. So not saying that they're necessarily going to be a championship contender this year, but they are going to be a factor for a while going forward when you consider the, how young Shea Gilgis-Alexander is and Chad Holmgren. It, it's it's amazing what the Thunder have done, it, and they still is. have a million draft picks out there. Jimmy. Look, and, and look, Golden State and Dallas and Phoenix, yeah, I mean, th- things might change, and not to mention the the, the, the defending champions, Denver Nuggets, uh, mind you, are 14-7 and seven in Phoenix. 
even without having all three of their uh, superstars on the floor at the same time, they are 12 yeah. and eight. So they're in fourth place. So look, I mean, but we have to look at the small markets and Minnesota would be another small market, two small market teams in the same conference, Dustin, uh, are, are getting it done. I haven't seen a lot of Minnesota games, but look, I got to know that Rudy Gobert and uh, Anthony Edwards are part of this success uh, as, as, as well as Carl uh, Anthony Towns. Yeah, and they were actually in here in Charlotte this past weekend on Saturday, and they, they came away with a close victory against the Hornets. And they are, along with the Knicks, giving up the least amount of points per game in the NBA. So it is that defense with Rudy Gobert. Um, down in the middle that is really is really catapulting them and then also it's the continued rise of Anthony Edwards let's not forget we saw what he did with the USA team in those World Cup games and how he was the star of that team and it's just carried over here and they seem to have a good chemistry going you were wondering how that was going to work with Carl Anthony Towns and Gobert but that seems to be working out and let's not forget about the veteran leadership of Mike Conley they seem to have the right pieces in place and again are they championship contenders? I would still probably say no because you know how it is, Gene. you got to get in the playoffs and have a little bit of success first to continue those building blocks. So I don't know if they're contenders yet. But when you're sitting 15-4 and four and we're a quarter of a way through the season, you got to give credit where credit is due because that's a tough Western Conference. It is. Now, i got to give you a hard time here because I know – uh, when we were on Sports Map Radio, boy, we really talked about Victor Wham Benyama. And so mm-hmm. far, look, I did not because I was all gung ho on another guy who didn't even uh, enter the NBA draft. OK, although he's tearing up college basketball again, Zach Eady with Purdue. But I didn't even mention Chet Holmgren's name. So now uh, everyone is comparing Holmgren and, and Wynn Yama as far as his record of the year case might be going. But look, San Antonio is going in a whole different direction. So uh, I think Holmgren is getting the better of Victor Wynn Yama. Well, well, no, well, hold on now, Gene. Let's not get it twisted. If Victor <laughs> Wimbenyama played with guys like Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Lou Dort, all these other guys that they have, I think he would be doing pretty well. Let, let's fully admit that the roster – Well, he's not San playing Antonio, with scrubs now down there in San Antonio. Now, he, now, he's not, but he's not playing with the talent that is a star of Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Let's be honest. I mean, look, I'm looking beat, at Victor – oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm looking at Victor's stats right now. Uh-huh. He's leading the Spurs in points at 19 points a game. Okay. He's leading them in rebounds at almost 10 a game. He's leading them in steals, and he's leading them in blocks. He's leading them in four of the five major categories. So let's not act like he, he's not doing what he's supposed to do as a rookie. That roster is just a lot weaker than that Oklahoma City Thunder roster. Yeah, and he's doing it playing lesser minutes too, you know. So, because Popovich yeah. is really regulating his minutes, so no, he's doing some wonderful things out there. Look, and not too many teams can say that you know they have swept the the Phoenix Suns. You know, I, for yeah. some reason, Kevin Durant is still trying to figure Victor Wembanyama out. He hasn't figured him out just yet. But no, I just think it's going to be. It, it was conversation that I didn't see coming into this season because right. I think. We didn't know what Chet Holmgren was going to be able to produce. And, man, he's playing. He's balling out. Yeah, he, he is balling out. And, and he is one of he, – he is like Victor in a lot of ways. I will give you that because they are kind of those unicorn-type players where they're so tall and they have that length, but they can also step out, handle the ball, dribble the ball. You see Chet, just like Victor, bringing the ball up and down the court. The, those types of guys are hard to find, and they're fun to watch when they match up against each other. So it's going to be – 
that's going to be real interesting to see how that plays out because those those two definitely look like they're going to be the two candidates that are going to be battling for rookie of the year. Dustin, I want to talk about a, a, an incident that happened um, the, the other day, uh, actually Saturday, uh, and this was the Houston Rockets uh, <laughs> taking on uh, the Lakers in, in in L.A. Now, look, you know, I like the Lakers and I also like the Rockets. Those are my – the only two – those are my favorite teams in the NBA. Okay. Uh, always have been. So, anyway, Emmy Yudoka was ejected after exchanging words with LeBron James. Now, uh, uh, James was also given a technical foul for the incident. Uh, this was by referee J.T. Orr, who I, I don't even know – it was funny. I I don't know. I I think he's trying to take control of the game, but I think this really could have been avoided. But, you know, Yudoka had already been handed a technical foul earlier in that game, which resulted in his ejection, which, Dustin, I didn't like this. I didn't like this. Um, I, I, I want to get your thoughts on it, but I just didn't like it at all. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think it's being overblown a little bit. I think this stuff happens more often than you think now, depending on what was said, words and exchange, you know, you can you can talk about that. But listen, Gene, this to me, I I, I kinda like it. This is this is competition. This is guys going at each other now. Whether it maybe cross the line here and there, you can talk about it. But listen, it's 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 LeBron obviously gonna take up for for his team, and it's Udoka as a coach taking up for his young team and a culture that he's trying to build in Houston because you've been in Houston, Gene, and you know the last couple of years the culture has been awful. So he's in there trying to create this brand new culture, and I just think listen, he's not backing down from his team, and he's done a damn good job in Houston to have them eight and nine right now and still kind of in the mix. So you got to give them a lot of props. But again. When you're when you're in this day and age, Gene, and you're social media, people filming courtside so you can finally see what the words were that were actually said. Maybe there was some 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 name calling where it kind of crossed the line. But overall, this is what the NBA is. It's it's competitiveness. It's guys who are gonna go at each other in the heat of battle and then after the game they're gonna shake hands about it. And I just think maybe it's getting overblown a little bit too much just because of that social media world that we live in. Yeah, I, I I just but now LeBron does have a history of getting people tossed out of a game. Now I don't it didn't look like that he had you know that he was responsible for that. It looked like the referee just you know. Well, and we have to remember that Udoka already had a technical. So he already double, had one. There was right. a double so, technical, so that second one got Udoka. The, the second one, yeah. So it looked like things were about to be escalated if one of them didn't uh, you know get right. get tossed out. So I I don't know. I just. You know, I hate to see a head coach get get tossed out, and it's just, but it doesn't help LeBron's reputation. You know, for getting fans or people, whatever, you know, tossed out of the game. First of all, I didn't know why he was even down there on that end of the court. That's true. Jaw jacking with the head coach of another team. You know, I, the whole thing could have been pre- pre- prevented there. But uh, I, I wanted to, you know, just kind of mention that. But anyway, uh, well, you're right. I, the last thing I'll say is I don't think. I mean, they're, it's not a win-win for LeBron because they're beating – no offense to the Rockets. They're beating the Rockets who just aren't there yet. They were already kind of in control of the game, and, and you're LeBron. So the more criticism is always going to come to your side. If anything, I, like I said, for Houston, I think Udoka comes out looking good in this because his players are going to look at him knowing 
hey, we're not backing down from anybody. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's LeBron, yeah. who it is. We're building something different here, and we can compete against anybody. And I think Houston needs that going forward for that young roster. Yeah, they they have lost three in a row. They're in the tenth spot right now, above Golden State, believe it or not. Uh, and uh, you know, so a little setback there, but you know, and I think there was still probably some sort of animosity from that thirty-four point spanking that the Rockets yeah. put on the Lakers. Yeah, you know, uh, in Houston a few weeks uh, prior, so that is kind of Well, listen, real, real in there. quick, you just said I'm gonna do a quick segue. We'll keep this to maybe two minutes, but I do. Mm-hmm. You mentioned this team a couple of times, and I just want to get your thoughts on them because they are such a big storyline in the league. And that is the Golden State Warriors. And, Gene, mm-hmm. here we are. Steph Curry, still great, still doing what he kind of – almost like LeBron. You know, they talk about LeBron's longevity, but what Steph Curry's doing is unbelievable too. But mm-hmm. it's kind of the rest of this roster, Gene. Clay, we all see it. Clay Thompson is not the Clay Thompson that he used to be. Yeah, injuries, yeah. whatever it may be. Draymond Green is still getting suspended for games where it's hurting his team. And, again, their bench play – Chris Paul is hurt again. Their bench play is still not there. Is – is this the end for this this Warriors team when it comes to competing for championships? Yeah, you forgot one name there, uh, and, and and that's Wiggins. Wiggins is just not yeah. Wiggins is non-existent at times. Yeah, and so there's a story gonna, out about Wiggins that says that he has not been in the, the team is not happy with him because he has not came into the season yeah. in the best shape. Yeah, so you, if you, if you, if you, not to mention last year, you know, he had uh, he was out for a while for personal reasons, and then yeah. you come back for a full season here. So if you're not going to get production from Wiggins, and you're not going to get consistency from Thompson, and then you bring in Chris Paul, who makes your team older, and then and you're going to get, you know, it, it's smaller, and then you're going to get the the you know the behavior from a Draymond Green, which you never know yeah. when he's going to be suspended or on the court or not. So. So it all adds up to what what you see uh, with Golden State with a nine. What are they? Uh, nine and eleven. They're in the eleventh spot there. And three uh, and seven in their last ten games. Yeah, three and seven in the last ten. So, Dustin, it it it, it, all, it makes sense. It does. It all yeah. adds up when you all of those storylines equate to what you're seeing right now. You got an old older Steph Curry. You know, at this point, you know, there's been rumors and talks about trading uh moving uh clay thompson well hell do you, you should move wiggins too i mean you know you paid a lot of money for wiggins and uh so i don't know i mean steve Kerr, they they got a situation on their hand there which uh, you know I don't, I don't know i don't know if they're gonna be in the running there uh yeah and, and you know me i listen i'm a i'm a, Le- I'm a lebron guy lebron fan but i'm also a step fan he's from charlotte mm-hmm. you know he I'm, I'm near you know i work with his dad dale at ballet sports and Listen, mm-hmm. I love this guy, and I love what he's done for the league, and I think he's still that good of a player that he can lead a team to a championship. But it's almost – got to look at the way the Lakers do it with LeBron. I know Anthony Davis has not been consistent, but at least the Lakers have put another what we call star in Anthony Davis around him and some more some more guys who can handle the ball, Austin Reeves. They really haven't done that for Steph Curry. And listen, Steph Curry's not built like LeBron James. I know he can shoot it, and that's going to that's gonna continue to go for the rest of his career. But you can't really ask Steph to carry the load night in and night out at that age. And so that's why whether it's Clay, Stomp, Clay Thompson that has to find another level, I don't know if he can. You know, if it's Draymond Green, I, I think, you know, listen, they thought they got rid of the issue with Jordan Poole and it was going to yeah. make it better. But I, I think Draymond's still an issue, Gene. And I, and, and I know he does a lot Ooh. of good things, 
but he hurts yeah. that roster in a lot of ways. And when you bring in Chris Paul, who's old and injured and small, it just doesn't help. And I don't, I don't think this roster can win a championship with it being constructed this way. One of the rumors I've seen, and I wish they would pull the trigger on this, is trading a maybe it's a Wiggins, a Chris Paul, a package deal, whoever it may be, and bringing a, like a guy like a Pascal Siakam into mm, Golden State that mm. can help Steph Curry because I think they're going to have to look at something like that if they're going to compete with some of these teams in the Western Conference. I just think, you know, regardless of what they do, you know, Draymond's behavior, the curse of Draymond is probably just catching up with this organization. It is. Because time, it, yeah. it was fun before. Now it's not fun. This started back when uh, when people really wanted to know why Kevin Durant left. Well, Kevin Durant left because of Draymond Green, yeah. you know. And, uh, you know, he didn't punch him in the mouth, but, you know, they had words, and, and, and Draymond is a bully, you know. And, and, yeah. and, and I think, you know, yeah, it was great when they were winning and, and he was well-behaved, this, that, and the other. But now, you know, it's just too much negative. And, and, and the general manager, you know, that guy left for a reason. And he's yeah. slowly been talking about it. I can't think of the former GM's name for Golden State. You know, he's he's on TV now as a commentator. Bob Meyer, yeah. Bob Meyer, yeah. So, look, uh, you know, he there's a reason why that guy leaves that organization, you know. Um, yeah. and, and listen, Draymond, it's kind of like – it's not like I don't want to compare it to Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson's not getting suspended and hitting teammates. Mm-hmm, but it's mm-hmm. the, the, the attitude type thing we talked about. It's all fun and game. It, it, you know, you can live with it when you're winning. You know, everybody yeah, when you win Russell yeah. Wilson and his corniness when they're when they're winning. Yeah. But when you're not winning and you're trying to act like this this guy that you're not and tough guy. out here doing these shenanigans, it, it's not gonna fly when you're not winning. And they're four and six at home, Gene. And this is a team when you went when you went into that building, you fear going to play. Oh yeah. yeah. And so they, they, like, they have lost they have lost that fear. And I love Steve Kerr, I love Steph Curry, but I'm not sure how it gets better this year without some trades. Well, they were in the same spot they were this time last year. You know, yeah. and, and this was before they made what they call improvements now, you know. Yeah. And I don't see it getting any better. I just think it's the curse of Draymond, and, and I think they're going to be cursed until they make a move now. And I hate that Clay Thompson is, is bearing the brunt of the blame for this. Yeah. But uh, that sucks, you know. Uh, I think they should point the finger where it deserves to be pointed, and that's that's Draymond. So I, I, I'm sorry, Steve Kerr. Who I, I love that guy, but man, he has he has created this this problem, you know, and uh, so we should see. But look, uh, real quick, just kind of rounding out the West, I, I, I want to ask you about the uh, Memphis Grizzlies here. Uh-huh. What do you think they are going to do once uh, John Morant comes back? They're five and fourteen now. This is a, a horrible team here. Uh, it, look, I, bringing over. Uh, the kid from Boston, uh, uh, we know he's not a true point guard. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, Marcus Smart. Yeah. Marcus Smart is not a true point guard, man. This team yeah. needs a guard. Memphis just really did the worst thing. How how you get rid of um, your other point guard, uh, the, the, what's his name, Tyus Jones? Yeah. And, and it, it just, boy, that just, I don't know. I'm shocked that. They knew that uh, John Morant was likely to be suspended or just might run into some issues. But you get rid of Tyus Jones, who was the best backup point guard in the league. Now you're left with nothing. And it's showing. This 5-14 record. You know, Bain can only go out there and do so much. And yeah. and uh, it's just a bad team. But do you think they 
get better with Ja coming back, or or it's just going to be a long season for? I him? mean, listen, they've got Derrick Rose starting at point guard right now. That's that's kind of where bad. they're they're kind of where they're at, and they're one and eight at home. Another team who plays uh, normally good ball in their home court. Listen, mm-hmm. you're not. This is a Bally – I work for Bally Sports Southeast, and this is one of the teams we covered. I've actually filled in and worked some of these games to help out this year with Memphis, so I'll follow them a little closely, more closely than normal. This is going to go one of two ways, Gene. And, 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 and when I say one of two ways, it's going to go good or it's going to go very, very, very bad when John Morant goes back. The good would be that John Morant comes back and has figured out, hey, I need to get my act together and I need to focus on ball and not worry about all this off-the-court stuff. And he comes back, and he plays out of his mind, and it helps the team, and they click, and they start playing better basketball. But if John Morant comes back, Gene, and he's still kind of the the same guy, where, yes, he's good on the court, but he's still very questionable off the court, and this team doesn't click with the pieces it has or starts winning games, and their record continues to be what it is at 5-14, and can you imagine – if what it's going to be like on the court and off the court for that team, I think it could be a complete disaster. We've heard stuff in the Memphis organization about how they have begged and begged and begged John Morant to get this together because he's the face of this franchise. But it seems like he wants to do what he wants to do on his own. And if he continues to act that way, think about it, Gene. He was acting that way on a team that was competing in the Western Conference towards the top. Can you imagine what he's going to act like if he's playing for one of the worst teams in the NBA? It, that can kind of help equate for more off-the-court issues because he may not care about the basketball as much because of how bad they are. This can go very sideways, Gene, if they, if, when he comes back if they don't start winning some basketball games. And I'm worried that it's going to be a really bad situation in Memphis. Yeah, I, I think it is too. So, look, I know we, 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 we're going to finish with the NFL, so just yeah. two quick NBA teams I want to talk about. Both are going in – the wrong direction. Uh, Monty Williams, uh, look, man, oh. love that guy, but uh, he's coaching the Detroit Pistons who have lost 17 in a row. And how is that possible? This is bad, man. How do you lose 17 games? I don't know. In today's NBA, with some teams, you know, you play back to back, you might get them on a back to back, you might. You know, I, I don't know how uh, – uh, and, and look, the Spurs, after their hot start, they have lost 14 in a row. I, mean, I don't know so, if we've ever seen two long losing streaks at the same time. This, this, is, this, is, this is not good for the NBA because you got Victor, who, and I worry about Victor Wenmanyama, who's definitely not used to losing like this. But I want to go back to Detroit because – you know, uh, th- this is just bad. This is the worst. Uh, and This is the worst that I've ever seen the Pistons, and I don't see any relief in sight. Yeah, and, and listen, at least for the San Antonio Spurs, you've got Greg Popovich to fall back on. You've got the recent success of that organization to fall back on. The Pistons do not have that. And, Gene, not only have they lost 17 in a row, they, they went 0 for November. They did not win a game in the month of November. It's unheard of. Two and 18 on the season. There's bad. And then there's just, you know, what the hell is that bad? And, and I, you, like you said, you've got a veteran coach in there like Monty Williams. And I know yeah. they've, got a very, they've got a very young roster, but they've got talent. They've got Cade Cunningham. 
They've got the Thompson twin that they just drafted. I know Bogdan Bogdanovich has been out, Bogdan, but I've listen, they've yeah. got talent to where you can at least win a game here or there. I'm not sure what's going on, but you're right. And Monty Williams has called out his team for the effort and the toughness. But man, when you start out two and eighteen, and you've lost seventeen in a row. I, I'm not. I, I don't see it getting better anytime soon. And they just got to hope that they can continue to draft well and hope something turns a corner. This kind of goes back, Gene. You've been there in Houston. How this was? They dra- They had a lot of top draft picks, but they still weren't really getting any of these results to improve the team. And that's kind of where the Pistons are sitting right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. That exactly what it reminds me of, and. It's just sad to see, and and I think the Spurs are probably, you know, because they they got an excuse. They got a young kid who's learning and developing, which people can, you know, Spurs fans are not complaining, uh, you know, and, and and of course, two of their three wins was against the 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 Suns, but I didn't realize that they had lost fourteen straight. So I don't know what has changed, um, you know. But I do like uh, I, I do recall James Harden may have. Uh, tip the league off to something and how uh, to to play against Victor Wembanyama because did you see the movie he did on him when he, 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 he yeah. Victor thought he was going to do the step back three and Harden just moved out the way and went in and did a layup so right, I, I don't know yeah. I mean I you know it's just rookie rookie things that this kid is going to learn which you can take your licks on, on in on them now I don't think it's going to be that way forever though no it's just growing pains and he he's going to yeah. go through that in his rookie season. You know, kind of like Bryce Young is going through that with the Panthers right now. So yeah, yeah. it's growing pain to continue to get better. And that's why the Pistons situation worries me more because you've got a guy like Kate Cunningham who was one of the top picks. And what this is year three now. So, I mean, like, these, yeah, these guys yeah. have been there for a couple of years. I'm not expecting you – I'm not even saying you got to be a playoff team, but just see some incremental improvement of how you play night in and night out and, and win some more games to continue to build the culture. And Monty Williams, they gave I think they gave him seventy five million dollars Gene, in the contract. Yeah, He's yeah. I mean this is in Detroit. You know, if it wasn't for the Detroit Lions, uh, you know, they would yeah. probably be running him out of town. At least, you know, the, those fans up there in Motown got something to to cling on to. But man, this is bad. This is just And this you know is... what? It has to be a, it has to be sometimes you, you always call out the coaches, but sometimes it has to go back on the players. It has to go back on the culture as an organization because let's not forget before Monty Williams, they had Dwayne Casey, who was considered a very respectable coach in the league. He couldn't get it right. And now they brought in Monty Williams, who is a very respectable coach. And it doesn't look like at this moment he's getting it right either. So at some point it goes beyond the head coach. We talk about Monty Williams who led a team to an NBA finals, right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So, I mean, come on now. And, and, and so I, I don't know. I just – yeah, keep an eye on it. And 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 our last NBA uh, uh, observation here is that uh, with the Washington Wizards, there I, I'm not seeing the uh, maturation process with uh, uh, Poole and Kyle Kuzma. I, I, the the Wizards are three and sixteen. They're just one game better than yeah. the Detroit Pistons. Gene, I mean that. I don't know what to say about this one, Gene. I'm going to try not to be too mean on the Washington Wizards. But I think everybody in America, everybody, even Stevie Wonder, could see that this this relationship between Jordan Poole and the Wizards and Kyle Kuzma, this group of players together, was not going to work out. And listen, I don't know if I've seen Gene in a while a drop-off of somebody who was so highly thought of mm-hmm, down mm-hmm, to the base mm-hmm, that I have in Jordan mm-hmm. Poole. Because let's not forget, 
at one point he was considered the future with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson yeah, out yeah. there in Golden State, and now he's on a war, uh, a war uh, Wizards team. Who, if you look at some of the, I can send you clips I've seen all over social media, Gene, of just the effort and how he looks like he doesn't care. He does whatever he wants, and it looks like all he cares about is going out there and jacking up shots and trying to score as many points as possible instead of winning basketball games. At least Kyle Kuzma, I can see some effort in it. He does some other stuff. But Jordan Poole, man, and I don't mean to try to rag on a guy, but, man, what a drop-off he's had. And, you know, he did get his big contract and he got paid. But moving forward after that contract, I'm not sure where he's going to go in the NBA because I think that's how low he's thought of right now around the league. Yeah, I'm going to give him the benefit of it out because I still think he's a good player. I just don't think this this was a match made in heaven. I, I, I don't know. You put him somewhere else, perhaps. It, you might get different uh, results. I, I, the Washington thing was not not good uh, for him no, because not. I've been waiting to see these two guys, uh, you know, produce. Um, and it seemed like one's waiting on the other to do. And, and they don't have a lot of supporting cast there. They don't have a deep bench at all. So, uh, so we should see. But, you know, just hate to point out the negative, but look, we have to tell you why your teams are not doing well. And, you know, when you, you know, when you're not, we, we have to talk about it. So Dustin, they're, that's, they're, they're giving up 125 points a game, Gene. That's pretty much. Yeah. And the they're not the scoring, that, but that'll do it. maybe one sixteen. Yeah. yeah. One, so that, that math just don't add up anywhere no, I've ever learned no. math. So Dustin, let's, let's move it to the hot topic, which is the national football league here. So Absolutely. they go into week number 14, which folks this Friday, make sure you join me and Dustin as we do our NFL weekly countdown show. We do it every week. We've been doing it for about 10 years now. And, um, but we're going to just recap real quick, uh, the Sunday games, which by the way, Dustin, Dustin, let me tell you, I have, this is probably my best record, uh, so far, uh, 11 in, uh, in, in two, which the two games I lose, uh, was of course (laughs) last night. Who were they, Gene? And the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. So I could have been undefeated if the teams that were supposed to have won, won. And no one in America could fault me for picking Pittsburgh over Arizona and picking the Jaguars over the Bengals. That was enough to be undefeated, Dustin. So I just want to just want to throw that out there. But you, my friend, had a terrible week. <laughs> I did. I took some chances last week. You you did more than took chances, Dustin. I, yeah, I, I thought I, maybe you were you were under the influence when we did our show last week. Go ahead, go ahead and get the number. How bad was it, Jimmy? <laughs> well, I didn't add it up. I just know I okay. just stopped counting because I got up oh, to seven man. losses. Okay. Yeah. I, listen, I took some chances. I took some took some. Well, first of all, never again. I, I, maybe I wasn't under the influence, Gene, because how did I take chances on the New York Jets? And the New England Patriots, who don't even know how to score a touchdown in a game, so maybe yeah, that you was, did. And the and the Carolina Panthers, who are one. And this and 10, was after so. changing your picks twice. It is I, listen, doing I our show. Some, I took some chances on some teams I thought maybe playing a little desperate. It did not work out. Sometimes that happens. But I'll be right back on it next week. And listen, me me beating you down in fantasy can make up. For that. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, I figured you would find some some <laughs> relief with that. Look. Uh, you took the Seahawks. You started the week off in the in the, in the crapper. I did. You took the you took the the Broncos, the Patriots, 
did you? You got the lines. You took the and jet. I swi- and I switched from the Texans to the Broncos. So, yeah. Oh, I can't believe yeah. you did that, man. Uh, I know. I know. But look, the Jags. You know the Jags. Uh, look, you took the Eagles. I, I took the Forty ers because look, you said that the Eagles have been playing not so great football. I did say, and that. I said, Dustin, that's going to catch up with them at some point in time. That did, and, it did catch up with them, and, it, and, it and, and the worst kind of way because they way. got it beat did. down. They they did, and listen, I, I got to give complete props to the Forty ers That was a complete performance, Brock Purdy. Again, I say it over and over again. Everybody says, oh, he just has weapons around. No, that, that guy can sling it. Let's not get it twisted. He is a, a very good quarterback. And it seems like the San Francisco 49ers are rounding in a form. And I guarantee you they were taking, a little bit, uh, taking it a little bit personal because of the way the NFC Championship went last year. And it was a statement win for, for the 49ers. Oh and listen, Gene, for the Eagles, we talked about it last week. This is a dangerous uh, that time for them. Because I know they're still sitting only with two losses. Obviously, they're going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But they're only one game ahead of Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, Dallas had a little mini-buy with that Thursday game against yeah. Seattle. And now Philly has to go travel to Dallas yeah. and has a tough schedule after that. So this is going to be an interesting time for the Eagles. Well, their schedule is not that tough as you think, Dustin. Because after they played Dallas, let's say win or lose there. Let's say lose, okay? Their last three games are... New York, Arizona, New York. So they play the Giants twice okay. in Arizona. Okay. So they finish. They they look. I mean, and I don't know where they're going to be at as far as resting players. But their last three games should hell. We should just give them the wins now. So well, they're not going to rest any players because they only hold that one game lead over yeah, Dallas yeah, for see, the division but, and still fighting for that number one seed. But Dallas is going to have a tougher schedule down the stretch than Philly because Dallas still, I think, has to. Uh, I, I don't have their schedule in front of me, but I, I, I think they still have to play Buffalo and, and uh, is it Miami and maybe a couple other teams. So they got a tougher schedule, really. So yeah, it's going to be yeah, interesting to see how how it boils down, uh, how it comes down to. But don't think the Giants are going to do the Cowboys any favor if they play Philly those last games. Philly will just lay – I mean, uh, <laughs> New York will lay down. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, yeah it's they'll, be they'll a, lay down. It's but, another massive game. And maybe I was thinking about the schedule beforehand because this has kind of been a gauntlet yeah, for Philly yeah. with Kansas City, with Buffalo, now with the 49ers, and now they got to go to Dallas. It's kind of been a gauntlet. So it's going to be interesting to see how that game plays out Sunday in Dallas. I want to talk to you about a serious, serious situation brewing in Pittsburgh. Because, mm. look, I went on social media and posted that, look, there was no excuse. I understand Kenny Pickett went down in that game. There's no way, Dustin, you lose to the Arizona Cardinals at home. I don't care what quarterback you put out there. You you could put Mason Rudolph out there. You did put Trubisky out there, but you don't lose to a team like that. They don't come a two and a two and ten team at the time. Don't come into your home and beat you like that. Even with the defense that you have, they put up twenty four points. Now I understand that game was was uh, demoralizing in a lot of ways. Weather delay, rain, weird, thunder, weird lightning. Game. Yeah, yeah. You, you name it. But, Dustin, this is where I'm going with this. They lose. You know, you fire uh, Matt Canada. Okay, yep. that's said and done, right? So, you fire Canada. And I people can give make an excuse and say, well, yeah, they lost Pickett. You know, well, why was Pickett even running the damn ball when you got Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, right? 
So um, what I'm saying here is that if they lose to the New England Patriots, the conversation has to be mentioned about Mike Tomlin's tenure could be coming to an end. Well, listen, first, first I'll say this. You're right. There's no way they should have lost that game at home. I even had the Steelers in my survivor pool, which they knocked me out of because I just thought they're even if they played bad on offense, there's no way they were going to lose that game at home with their defense. So mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. inexcusable. Um, and, and you're right. If if they do lose to New England, then yes, maybe some conversation need to be happening. And I guess I shouldn't say that it's not going to happen because they just lost to the Cardinals. But watching the New England Patriots play mm. offense, I, I don't see there's any way they lose that game. So if they do, then yes, maybe there's conversation. Oh, man. I this just be... don't see. And you're closer to it than I am. But I don't see any way that Tomlin's in trouble. I think he's still the coach there. You know how they like to not fire coaches. If anything, my question would not be about Tomlin. My question would be about, did we get it wrong with Kenny Pickett and is he the quarterback for the future? Because we thought in this preseason that he had turned the corner, figured it out, was taken off. But not only is he injury prone, but he also just doesn't seem like he can be consistent on the field. And that's where my biggest question mark is. Yeah, but see, that comes under a Tomlin watch, though. You know, it, I mean, just like. But is he making those personnel calls or is that the front office? Well, he has complete control. He was all in on 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 Pickett. I mean, look, he, okay. he got the pick, Pickett, just like Coward got the pick, Big Ben. You okay, know. well, then, yeah, that's got to fall on him somewhere. That's so, yeah, I mean, there's got to be some ownership there because, you know, uh, I mean, I, do I want to see that? No, I, I, I don't want to see it. I want to see the team go out there and score 40 points. Look, they are they are, are projected to score uh, the lowest uh, point spread, not point spread, but the lowest over under in NFL history is, is going to happen Thursday night. I think it's under 30 points. Yeah, Both teams. That's unbelievable. Listen, I, I, I'm already thinking of it like this, Gene. Why don't y'all go ahead and do that? Y'all go to him, make the move to get rid of Mike Tomlin, and we'll bring him right down to Carolina. Oh, he will get a job. Now, Mr. Pick's out there, friend, who we spent time out with in Vegas, has a very interesting revelation here, or prediction, I I should say. He's predicting, you know, he's a big-time Steelers fan, too, just like me, right? He's predicting that Tomlin might be let go, if Tomlin is let go, that the Steelers would go for Jim Harbaugh and they will have Jim Harbaugh in the same division with his brother. You know, did I get it right? Jim, John, John is with, 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 uh, that's right. Yeah. The, the Ravens. Ravens. And I could see that. I mean, I could see that. I mean, I know it could be far fetched, but, but you're right. Tomlin wouldn't be off the market no more than, uh, before you can get Mike Tomlin's fired, he would be hired. You yeah. wouldn't even be able to get fired out of your your mouth before someone would hire the guy. I I I, I could see that because he would be My the hottest. My only thing would be with Harbaugh. I mean, how much is, is that really an upgrade over Tomlin? Like, if you're going if you're going to get rid of Tomlin, don't you have to go the young, offensive minded route to try to get this offense back on track? Because you know the defense is going to be there and produce most most weeks. So do you go a Ben Johnson from the Lions route to try to get a young offensive mind in here that can help Kenny Pickett better than what they've done? Because to me, Harbaugh is going to come in with the same mindset of running the football, kind of playing these low scoring games, playing defense. If you're going to if you if you think that's not the philosophy to go with, then you maybe need to go with the young offensive mind going forward. Well, Harbaugh is going to be 
Look, you're talking about a coach who, who let's just say he might win a national championship or he, he's going to be in contention for it. He may, he took a team to the Super Bowl. I mean, Harbaugh is still, yeah, is popular. Is a, a damn good coach. I would probably take him over a lot of, lot of people. And, and I wouldn't mind Harbaugh in Carolina. That's not a knock on him. I yeah, just kind of yeah. feel like, I just don't, I think he's a good coach and will be a good coach in the league. I just don't know if he's, a major upgrade over Tomlin because that's how good of a coach well, Tomlin Well, you know, I mean, a lot of people, who would be a major upgrade over Mike Tomlin? I mean, when you're in all fairness, you know, I mean, it would be a ugly situation if it comes you down to that. You just think maybe it's, it's almost like the Belichick situation where maybe it's just a change of scenery type. Thing. It's just a change of scenery, yeah. And and, okay. and, and you mentioned Belichick, too. Uh, look, someone was asking me, would Belichick be fired? I'm like, no, I think Belichick is going to go on his own. Uh, yeah. We talked about that, didn't we? We did. We did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Belichick will go on his own. And uh, so it's just going to be interesting to see. And it's just, it it's crazy talk to talk about something like that. But man, th th that's how serious this game is. You have to beat New England. And don't think that New England is not going to be trying to beat you. They know your yeah. struggles. Absolutely. And Belichick takes your, your, your best thing away from you, which is from the, the Steelers right now. I don't know what that best thing is. And, and I and I think that is a worry. Like I said, I don't see how they lose to them. But if you look at that Chargers game last week, now the Patriots obviously look like terrible on offense. They they didn't score they didn't score a point. They lost six to nothing. But they only gave up six points to the Chargers, who normally have a good offense. So I could easily see the Patriots defense giving that Steelers offense. Yeah, trouble, yeah. I mean, can he pick it out? So so that's the weakness right now is the the, the Steelers yeah. offense. So. If yeah. Belichick takes that away from you, then what happens? That's how you yeah, get this you, ugly score game. That you said projecting. it's the lowest under in years, and I would still take the under. No, I would take that under too. I think uh, I've heard sixteen three. I've heard hell. It could be ten nothing. It could I be not three. Look, That's what I was thinking. Yeah, you know. But speaking of ugly scoring, the Chargers and the Patriots. So the Patriots are going to want to score something. They just put up a goose egg against the Chargers. Yeah. But how about the Chargers' offense? No touchdown. Should Brandon Staley still be fired? Yes. Um, I mean, there's no other answer to that question. Gene. <laughs> come on, come on! A six to nothing win over the Patriots. That's not. That's not saying to the front office, man. Look. Oh man. Save my job. No, that's six to nothing. I can't believe you only put up six points and barely got oh, a win goodness. against a team who can't score. So absolutely, I, I still. I'm telling you right now, Gene, I said it. Mm. If somehow Brandon Staley still has the coaching job next year with the Chargers, not anybody else, if he doesn't get fired, I might retire from radio. That, that's how confident I am. There's no way he's in L.A. Yeah, well, that game right there, man, look, they're not going to make the playoffs. Look, the, no. uh, they, well, look, the Broncos lost, so look, uh, they, you know, it, it, look, only one team is going to come from the AFC West. We said that. And that's yeah. going to be the 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 uh, the Chiefs and Dustin. You know, just real quick here before we wrap things up, the the, the Chiefs. Uh, uh, do we have a problem in Kansas City? I I think it's a real concern, Gene. I, I just I think teams have figured out how to play them. Listen, Kelsey still got his numbers. Uh, Mahomes still out there throwing some good balls, but there's just not enough consistency. Um, in their receivers. And listen, they even ran the ball well against the Packers on Sunday night. Yeah, they did. But there's just not enough consistency with these receivers um, to really get Mahomes going like they're used to. And, again, it's hard to count them out. But when you're playing against these high-power teams, whether it's the Ravens, 
hell, even the Bills, and we don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. But these other high-powered offenses where you've got to keep up, just having these drives where you have some drops and drives stall out where they shouldn't have is enough for you to lose a game. And, and listen, they're still right there in the hunt. Maybe they figure it out. But this is probably the biggest issue they've had since Mahomes got going in Kansas City. And I think it is a real problem. Well, yeah, that yeah, we got yeah. It's just tough to to continue to stay on top of your your game there, and it's showing. I mean, man, they you know the Packers big win for the Packers, and oh my goodness, they are starting to reap the benefits yeah. of of Jordan Love there. So they controlled most of that game. They did. They they did. So Dustin, growing up, um, one of my favorite comedians was Rodney Dangerfield. Absolutely. And uh, Rodney Dangerfield, you know, I get no respect. I tell you, I tell you, I get no respect. <laughs> so <laughs> Derek Carr has got to be feeling like a Rodney Dangerfield now. Oh, man. Because the fans in New Orleans wanted Jameis Winston. Derek Carr gets hurt. He comes back out. The fans boo him. Well, I mean, I felt so bad for Derek Carr because right now he's in no man's land. Um. And I got to think that, I mean, this is crazy. I could not believe what I was hearing. Um, look, because you're talking about a team that was down, what, 21, 24 nothing, was it? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And made their way back. Um, and, you know, and, and some of that was uh, accredited to the Derek Carr, but it just seemed like I didn't know that the Saints fans were not that happy with this guy. And this just didn't stem from this game. Sunday, this has no, been brewing. Yeah, yeah it's, been a, it's been an all-season thing, and it's just been, again, we use that word inconsistency. It's just one week you're having a good game, mm-hmm. the next weekend you're having a terrible game. And we talked about it in the NFL. You've got to put consistent weeks together. And this, this is – and maybe – I'm thinking maybe maybe Derek Carr is not 100% healthy. Who knows? He's been yeah. hanged up all season. But, yeah, it's been a rough Because he's season. had multiple. He, he might be missing the rest of the year because of something about – multiple concussions within the yeah. season um, dictates that you might have to miss, you know, more yeah. time. So, or you, so you might we might to... be seeing more of that Jameis Winston experiment, which is a crazy one to watch. He comes in the game first pass, is tipped, looks like it's going to be intercepted, <laughs> yeah. but then it's called for 30 yards. Anytime Jameis is on the field, it, it's, a, it's a crazy thing to watch. It is exciting. It is but exciting to see. I think the reason see. the fans are booing in New Orleans is because it's kind of like what I say here in Carolina. It's about this division, G. Even though they haven't been good, that division is just right there for the taking. And if you just play average football, you're going to yeah. win it. So when fans see you struggling that bad, they're going to boo you. And and it's a tough situation in, in New Orleans. And it's, again, another situation where I don't know if they have the right head coach in place trying to still recover from Sean Payton. But it just they're just not playing that consistent football week in and week out. No, they're not. So it, it, it's yeah, it's just unfortunate. I, I I I like Derek Carr and 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 Dennis Allen. Boy, I tell you what, they both could be out on a buddy uh, program because I those yeah. fans that that's just rare to see that they would boo anybody, especially right. their own quarterback. Um, that that that's a serious situation which deserves to 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 have a little bit more attention on. But anyway, hey Dustin. We are going to wrap things up here. So we got the Thursday night game. So can we just make our picks now so we can be official? You go first. It's Patriots-Steelers, right? It's in Pittsburgh. Patriots-Steelers in Pittsburgh. Hopefully it won't be another hour and a half weather delay. Uh, All right. 
all right, I'm gonna make because I got I I took too many chances last week. I can't do it again this week. I gotta try to catch up to you. I'm gonna make the this the pick for the Steelers to win this game. But what I will say, and I'm not trying to 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 bring misery to Eugene, but I my heart kind of wants to see the Patriots pull the upset just to see not not just because of the misery towards you as a Steelers fan, but mm-hmm. just to see what kind of chaos may come from Pittsburgh because chaos and Pittsburgh don't go together. They are the most – they don't fire anybody. It's the same people. They keep the organization together. And you're right. If they lose to this Patriots team on primetime on Thursday night, there's going to be big questions in the air, and I'm curious as to how they're handling it. So I'm going to take the Steelers to win, but I, I am kind of hoping for the opposite just to see what kind of chaos ensues in Pittsburgh. Well, I tell you what, the reason why I even, you know, sort of brought this up too uh, was the fact that I went on uh, Pittsburgh Steelers social media and for the first time ever that I've known that they were being very respectful uh, regarding Mike Tomlin, but they were just laying the facts, man, Yeah, that it might be time to, to have the, 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 the conversation. You know, and the I mean, one no thing one was we, just the saying, one thing we have to him, say about him, Tomlin is, yeah, and, and I was just going to say real quick before you jump into that, the one thing I want to say about Tomlin is that maybe goes against him. Everybody talks about he's never had a losing season, he's never had a losing season, and that's great. But, Gene, let's also not forget that a lot of those seasons were just barely over 500. So yeah, and that was not another like thing. dominant seasons. Yeah, they were saying, you know, the, that was enough, the nine and eights are not going to get it. Yep, you know, exactly. I mean, yeah, that's fine. You can only get away with that for a couple of seasons. But when, exactly. you know, if you're playing for nine and eight, the, I mean, the, that, you're not trying to win the Super Bowl. So, and, and I don't know. I mean, it's, 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 the seat is warm, Dustin, as we like it to is. say. The it, seat it, is warm. So, 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 with that being said, what you got on Thursday night? Well, I'm going to go with, with the Steelers because I don't want to okay. see. I want to see the seat <laughs> cool down. You know, okay. I want to see – look, two things I want to see. I want to see them win, and I want to see them put up 40 or 50 points, which would just kind of shut things down, which, you know, I know that's asking for too much. A uh, team that's struggling to get points. Yeah. It really did look like they were on their way for – a pretty damn good game before Pickett got hurt. I mean, they were moving the ball up yeah. and down the field pretty good. Um, but they, they're they going to need a, a, you know, a 35 or 40-point game uh, uh, on offense, you know, to kind of just shut these things, th- these rumors down. Uh, regardless, yeah, the, I don't the, care who's the quarterback. Pro- the, the problem is, once again, for Thursday, no offense to your Steelers, mm-hmm. but for Thursday night football fans, we're probably going to get another stinker game. It's going to be 10 to 3. <laughs> yeah, if it's going to happen, to it happens on Thursday night. It, it, it does. And I think that's where <laughs> I think that's where we're headed for Thursday night. Yeah, I can think about that. Well, who was it? The Bears and Indy last year when, when we were in Vegas. Yeah. That and Thursday Viking, night game. Vikings, oh, my Vikings Lord. Vikings and Bears this past Monday or two Mondays. Yeah, it's, so, it's always the yeah. Bears, huh? <laughs> real, real quick, I want to throw this in there because I see this at the bottom of our things. I know we got to wrap up. It's been a long show. We've covered a lot of stuff. It's been great. But I saw this, and I want to get your quick thoughts. The NFL officiating, Gene. Oh, man. When are they going to fix this? This is the biggest league in the world, Gene. Can we Mm. get full-time officials and fix this? Because there were some calls in that Sunday night game in Chiefs-Packers that were so obvious to me, Mm. it was unbelievable the refs missed it on the field. You know, the NFL is so good at 
you know, just covering their mistakes. You know, they would never own it. Uh, they even put, they put, look, we even, they put an official uh, expert in the booth and these guys are getting it wrong. And, and, he, and some, yeah. sometimes these guys are shocked that they did make the call. So it's like, yeah. okay, I would be shocked if, if any action they took, they might remove the, the expert official out the booth because they're making them look bad. I don't know. I don't know. And, and these guys, are, uh, when it comes to Cleet uh, Blakeman, who, who is just probably one of the worst now, and they yeah. stick to their guns. They do. And, and, they those stick, two calls and so on, it's those like they're so adamant. Night, yeah, those two calls on Sunday night were two of the worst calls that I've seen. And we're talking about a game on the line. Once oh, the game man. On the field. That roughing, the, that, uh, that um, unsportsmanlike conduct, late hit out of bounds. Patrick Mahomes was clearly in bounds. And then that next play, the pass interference, the guy was riding his back as Mahomes throws the ball. I, I'm just not – and it, there's nobody else around him, so it's clear to see – I just I know the game's fast. Listen, I know the refs have a tough job, but those type of calls right in front of you with the game on the line, you cannot miss. Well, see, this is what where the league sort of pisses me off at, Dustin. When you talk about the integrity of the game, you know, they're quick to throw that out there, especially with, yeah. you know, these players gambling and this, that, and the yeah. other. You got so many rules out there saying you can do this, that, and the other. But when it comes to these freaking officials, yeah. you have none. So what, what, why would the, the, the casual fan think that the games are fixed? Why? I, I, so, I this is the conversation that people are starting to have that it, the fix is on. You hear that all the time in conversations that, you know, it's no different than a player going out there betting on his own team. Yeah, it, it's bad. And, it, and again, I go back to full time officials. You're the biggest league in the world. And you can't have full-time officials to, to have them continue to train even in the offseason, whatever it may be, to keep them sharp on their game. I, I will just never understand that. And, again, the NFL is king, and they're like you said, they're going to get away with stuff and they can cover it up. But, when, like you said, when you're this day and age, when you have so much gambling involved, because that, not players, but just fans, that's part of the sport now. It's fantasy. People betting live games. They're yeah. betting ass plays happen. That's the world we live in now. That's the so yeah. you need to, you need to do the, the the best you can with the money you have. You're not going to be perfect, but you need to do stuff to clean stuff up the best you can. But and this has been going on not just this year, but for a couple of years. Don't use that word loosely. If you if, you know if if it's if it's all about the integrity, change the call to make it right. You're right. You're right. And or if come back Monday or or, or Tuesday or whatever and say. You know what? Uh, like they do in other sports, they will pen- they will suspend. Suspend. Wasn't last time we had a had an NFL referee suspended? No, I, I can't even tell you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they they just don't take no action at all. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, you know, I I don't know. So it, it's crazy, Dustin. But anyway, folks, I hope you have enjoyed. This is a Tuesday edition of the Sports Kings. Here, hope you enjoyed it. Here, we'll be back Friday. All NFL weekly countdown show week 14 for four more weeks or five more weeks and we're going to be into the playoffs here Dustin so uh, don't forget tonight NBA uh, in season tournament happening tonight uh, quarterfinals uh, happening the two teams are already in the semifinals and uh, so you got that going you got college basketball going which uh, another uh, uh, topic that we have to talk about here in a couple of weeks, Dustin. So, hey, you enjoy the rest of your evening, folks. And uh, we'll see you this week.
later, Friday, right here on the Sports King Show, streaming live here on Podbean and on iHeartRadio.